0: Illuminati Podcast. What's up, guys? (laughs) So, we are back. Your team has not lost a football game in 367 days. I think right off the top, we need
1: to do hashtag things that have happened since the last time USF lost. Hashtag since
0: UFF lost is already a hashtag that I thought about that. Hashtag since Since USF USF lost. I became a father. You got any? I, I wrote a bunch yesterday. Bitcoin is up like 928% that since USF lost. Uh, Hillary lost since okay. USF lost. Yep. The Cubs won the World Series and lost the LCS since USF lost. Likewise, the Cleveland Indians blew a 3-0 lead and then
2: also a 2-0 lead. <laughs> a 3-1 lead, then a 2-0 lead <laughs> since USF lost.
1: Uh, Kevin Durant has an NBA championship.
0: Yes. Correct.
1: Um, the Falcons blew a 28-3 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. That is correct. And then and then lost again. And then lost again this year, blowing, what was it, a 20-point lead,
0: 17-point lead? No, they lost to the Patriots last night. That also, but they also blew a halftime lead as well. What else do we have? Uh, our friend Heathie Poop has had his ex-has dated four guys and gotten engaged to the most recent since USF lost, which is our favorite, by the way. Yes, I've moved to Dunedin. And then back to Tampa since USF has lost. Now, can we do one where it's things that have happened since USF hasn't scored 30 points in a game? Because that gets insane. Yeah, so that's been almost two years. 25 games. So November
1: 14th, 2015, I want to say. Is that, it? Is that the that The Temple game. Wow. The Temple game was
0: the f- game one of 24. Wow, crazy. So, I mean, it's look you see all this and you go that's all fantastic and wonderful so why are we all upset why are we all and i totally get it because you can't be up 34 7 and winning 34 28 and playing as badly as the defense did you can't have the special teams mistakes you can't just like you know be give up offensively and stop taking shots and trying to control the clock so we do this thing where we go, a collection of games where Charlie Strong's teams has messed around with big leads, we present it without context, and the reason we present, or comment. without comment, excuse me. Some There's plenty context. of context, but plenty, no comment. But here's the thing about those games. There's eight of them. USF, or USF, Charlie Strong's teams won seven of them. They won seven. They only blew one. And the one they blew mm. was against CDOT. Right. Oh, God. In
1: 2013. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll get to them later. Yes. Yeah. I can't. So, I can't. It, uh, Charlie likes to mess around and things closer. He
0: does not have Willie Taggart's I'm going to curb stomp you. I'm going to stand on your throat. I'm going to go for it uh, on Scott Frost, up two scores already with 20 seconds left. I'm, I'm not going to pound gonna it I'm going to chuck further. it
1: against ECU twice deep. Right. Score touchdown. But there's a penalty, so I'm gonna do it again when I'm up twenty already.
0: Right. Willie what did Willie say? If they punt, if they punt, we'll punt back, but if they go for it, we're going for it too. I think that's what yep, he said. That that's basically what he said. So yeah, that there is something to be said for closing out games and killer instinct and all that stuff. But again, it's scary, but I haven't lost yet. As, Le, as LeVar Ball would say, never lost. Never loss. Never, never lost. loss. And since they have never lost, at least Charlie hasn't here. um, This is this is the weirdest thing I've seen. Like I've seen a lot of weird stuff at USF, Mm -hmm. but it's really weird to to find serious flaws in a team that's so good. But again, Sagarin Sagarin schedule rating one twenty eight. There's 130 teams in FBS. Right, and you're 128th in schedule. So Now, all that Stony Brook game is helping because Sagarin counts FCS as well. Yes. <laughs> and and they're the, not bad. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Stony Brook, shout out to them. Best team we've played outside of Tulane. And then you look at the raw data, USF, I think 15th in S&P Plus right now overall. Yep, they jumped. They went up three spots because
1: Michigan and a couple other teams lost this weekend. It is a hollow
0: hollow 15. It, 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 you say hollow, but then, like, the whole point of S&P is to, like, make it opponent-centric. Like, it factors in the fact that USF schedule is trash. You know, it factors in, you know, it takes out – if you're up 28 in the second half, I think it, it ignores all data. If you're up 28 at a yeah, certain point in the game.
1: Uh, I think Bill, Bill Connolly said multiple times, like, there, there's garbage time points, and I think
0: at some point he may need to f- – a <laughs> factor to, that I get from yeah, um, but like I mean, but the, when you're those yeah, that last touchdown from Tulane, I don't care how you count it, that's not garbage time points. And, no, I mean there's you know give give Tulane credit. Jonathan Banks was fantastic, really good, and that he hurt
1: himself in the fir- on the yes. first drive. He mm-hmm. he jammed his middle finger uh, his, on his throwing hand, taped it up. Uh, with his ring finger then just went with the single more tape on the mi- right middle finger and still had an effective game I mean he was 9 of 19 for over 200. I think he had 221 yards uh, A lot of it coming on the big 73 yard touchdown uh, pass that made it 13-7, I believe uh, USF will get to the extra points and field goals later, but Overall he had a great game and you you, you had to worry about their rushing attack and they they were effective when the bull stopped trying and got it close and then finally usf kind of shut
0: it down but why why i i was there and i actually i went to connor um at halftime and by the way tulane press box like it's the it's the usf baseball press box but with half the room oh my no 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 joke it's insane oh my goodness like they spent now the stadium's great and you know you got the chair backs and you got the whole thing and it's in i mean the area tulane's a beautiful campus it's (laughs) in a beautiful neighborhood like it's a really just lovely place to go and be and it's not a stadium that would work for usf it's not one it's maybe not big enough but also doesn't have the amenities that USF fans would want. The suites mm-hmm. aren't great, and all that kind of stuff. But the press box, you're li- like literally, they did not have a place for Connor. He sat in because somebody didn't show up. Like they just did not have a spot for him. They have, if you walk behind anyone with the chairs, like literally, this is its chair, and then the wall was. not even kidding I'm making a live demonstration on a podcast right now by the way but like literally it was like this people had to walk by there's about six inches of space I mean, in I mean, between the wall I mean, and foot foot and, half. foot foot and a half like it was crazy it, and and so I went to Connor because we were crawling on top of each other and I said um, you had, coming out of the second half USF got the ball I said if they if they put a TD on this drive game's over they put a TD on that drive and the game was not over <laughs> And it was, uh, it, I, it was tackling, it was special teams' mistakes, it was conservative play offensively, it was lack of, lack of execution on offense, mm-hmm. I think more execution than maybe aggression even. They went in the tank. They got to the 30 points, they're up 34-7, they go, we kept our streak going, and, and you could just see, and then... Uh, our buddy Joey Johnston on the sidelines I didn't hear it because I was I I was watching it but he said there was like some desperation on the sidelines there was some panic there at one point I'm going to get the exact quote from Derek Sharp because I retweeted it but not great bob it's not
1: great and you know I'm am watching this game you know it's sitting pretty on a I'm watching a 60-inch 4K TV hanging out with my best friend and his kids and my kid we're all mingling and, you know, we're chit-chatting, and then it's, you know, 34-14, mm-hmm. 34-21. And I start panicking, and my hands get real sweaty. I'm like, okay, this game's not over
0: with seven and a half minutes left, and we were up 24. Yes. Joey Johnston calls the mute, called the mood desperate. That's really scary when you're up 34-7 to Tulane, and now you're desperate to get out of there with a win. Now, to be fair was it, I forget if it was second down or third down when they recover the onside kick and they call a play and Tice, it was like a jet action, they misdirected it. Tice wide open, marched down the field and it was just like kneel, first down, game over. Yep. Then um. they run another play, which for no reason whatsoever, all they do was literally snap the ball and kneel and they ran another play where theoretically you could fumble and God forbid something happened. But like mm-hmm. somebody needs to be in charge of that and say there's less than two minutes left They don't have any timeouts. Literally, if you kneel, 40-second play clock, 40 times three is 120, the game is over, okay? And no one did that, and so they actually ran up. It just, it goes to, what are we doing? What are we doing? What is the process here? And, you know, if you worry about process, they give you a lot to worry about process-wise sometimes. And that is a concern. Hey, goodness.
2: Yeah. I think when Tice got to the 10 after that beautiful play that was actually very well done. That was yeah, great that was right that, in. that have been
1: Sterling's best play call of the night. Great call. It was a you know the the motion jet sweep and <clears> then <throat> they just go
0: opposite of it counter 30 yards and then you could you tell just they needed sit. the play. Yeah. <laughs> they called that was, and that's the thing it's like how many more of those does he have in the book for when they need a play? Like are they just saving everything? You know what I mean cuz why haven't we seen that action multiple times? That would seem to be able to keep a defense back because they'd have to stay in lanes because they wouldn't be able to over-pursue. Mm-hmm. So does he have other plays like this that we're just not seeing because we don't really need to see them? Because...
2: Do you believe in sandbagging or that sandbagging should happen? But the question I did have is, did you think that they were gonna try to punch it into the end zone? Yes. Or do you think that Willie would have done that if this was last year? I think they
1: ran that play in hopes they score again. because I. I could be misremembering this, but I think they went hurry-up on it. On, the,
0: uh, first, on at, the first down?
1: Yeah, after Tice's run. I could be wrong, but they may have gone hurry-up to try to catch him off guard and try to score that touchdown.
0: I was already looked down, once he got the first down and he went down, I literally went on the computer and went, game's over, da 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 because I thought, oh, well, they're just going to kneel here. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up and they ran a play, and I'm like, oh my
3: god, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So I didn't see the hurry-up. If they won hurry-up, I missed that. Uh, I'll, I'm going to watch the game back this week, but I could be wrong. Uh, forgive me if I am. I am human. Uh, but if they did go hurry-up, I'm sure that's what they were trying to do, trying to you know score that touchdown because style points count even though they're not supposed to. I am
0: against – no. At that point, once you are once you can kneel it out, you're only able to score. If you're up two scores, go ahead and go up three. But if you're up one score and you could theoretically fumble the ball and get scooped and scored or whatever, no, kneel on the clock. But if you're up two, I'm fine with it. Okay. Because, you know, that's what Willie did last year against the Knights. He, you know, was up two scores. I'm like, go ahead, punch it in. Yep. <laughs> but if there's any scenario where something bad that could happen, no, can't do that. And I, I agree, style points matter, unfortunately. But here's the thing the committee's going to make that decision. Do style points matter to the committee? Are they going to be smart enough to? And and what's the point? Because there's no point because we can't make the playoff anyway. You got to run out undefeated, and just and play your, the other seven teams have to lose at least once, maybe twice, twice, twice. You need Bama to win out because nobody's beating
1: them anyway, so they're yep. Give the one. Yeah, them the eat Penn State needs to lose. I mean, there's a good chance that they can lose twice in their next like three or four games because sure they they have a gauntlet ahead of them. Uh, Wisconsin. They could lose. Absolutely. Uh, CDOT, probably not going to lose unless we beat them.
0: Maybe SMU. SMU this weekend is going to be their toughest. Or Austin P then SMU. Yeah, they play uh, uh, Austin. Austin P,
1: which gave uh, Cincinnati trouble. First game of the year. Oh, was that C- their? One yeah. C- okay. that's No, Cincinnati won twenty six thirteen.
0: I remember, That's right. I remember. I remember oh God, because we were all going. <laughs> How many, what how many it, power five games is this league going to win this year? And then they're in trouble in like the late third, early fourth quarter with yeah. the I uh, I worry. I worry. By the way, C a little better, a little better in Cincinnati. Yeah, they're a lot better. So,
1: <sighs> all right. So, Darius Tice, fantastic again. Busted off the 45 yard touchdown run. Had the 30 yard icer. Yeah, he goes for 141 yards in the score, averages 10.8 yards a carry. Quentin Flowers, great on the ground again, 138 yards, averages 10.6 a carry. But the most shocking or important things about Darius Tice's game was his quotes afterward. Okay, so let's, let's,
0: let's get to this. So I actually asked for Tice after the game. And the reason that I asked to speak with Tice was early in the third quarter, I went to Brian, our contact with USF football media contact, and I said, can I get Tice after the game? And my thought process was I wanted to talk about how controlling the game with the run, and I wanted to talk the middle, about the middle run play that everybody pitches mm-hmm. about online. Yep. And say, what is, you know, it it looks to a lot of our casual fans like we're just plowing the ball under the line. Can you talk about the options that come off of that play and how it's a read and all this kind of stuff? To, so I had this whole plan to talk to Tice about this so we could answer some of your questions. And then by the time it got to, the, to that point, after that game, like, that's just not really the line of questioning that needs to be asked. Not even
1: a little bit, that that's a <laughs> blowout question, not a, oh my God, you could have lost this if Trevon
0: Sands and Tyree McCants don't recover those three onside kicks. Right, so, it, because I, I had, but I was the guy who asked for Tyson then I didn't even ask him the question that I was gonna ask him. But his quotes, I thought were interesting.
1: Yes, so, about letting up. We probably got a little comfortable. We should have kept playing hard, but at the end of the day, it's hard to win a game of college football. We're happy with the win. We'll work on the rest later. That didn't sit well with the Daily Stampede Slack channel, uh, to say the least. And you know, it's it's frustrating when you know that they know they let up, they let up.
0: Yeah, they did. And, and they, they seem
1: pretty flippant about it. But and the coaches, Charlie was. You were there yeah. last week in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Furious. Furious. I listened to the audio
0: of Charlie this past week at Tulane. Not a Not big a deal. care in the world. Not a big deal. Maybe he's going the other way. Maybe it didn't work the last time, so he's trying a different tact. Am I giving too much benefit of the doubt here? Yeah, maybe he thinks, well, tough
1: road game. So, you know, we're just we're happy with the road it's win. Road but road. you're up 24, and you, you only 20. win... Twenty-four. Yeah, thirty, thirty-four, seven. Twenty-seven. Twenty. I don't
0: know how to count. Yeah, you're up thirty-four, seven. You're up twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I don't know how to count. Guys, I'm journalist. All right. (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's scary, and Charlie continues to say, to his credit, we have not played our uh, sixty-minute football game yet, and so when USF fans go out there and say, well, why are we losing ground if we're winning games in the polls? Because you ain't played nobody. You ain't played nobody. And you ain't put 60 minutes together yet. And we're seven games in. Can they put 60 minutes together? Yes, that, I think they can. I, I'm unquestionably believing that they can put 60 minutes together. I am less optimistic okay. than you are. Really? Yes.
1: I. We haven't had, clearly we haven't had a complete game. What? Where's the switch going to happen? Where are we? Gonna, okay, this is the game that we're going to be complete. Where do you see on the rest of the schedule? We could def, definitely put it together, a complete game. Ed Oliver this week is going to ruin dreams. They're going to ruin that middle run. Yes. He's going to ruin that. Jeremy Hall, Cam Ruff, and right guard William Atterbury are going to to have their hands full, and it's just not gonna work. Three. I think we're gonna see more sweeps, screens, just something to stop Ed Oliver.
0: Stay away from Ed Oliver. Or you read off of him. You leave him unblocked. And, and just do and, the midline? And you just do midline and read off him. Cause that that's, to me, that's the best way you defend that guy is no matter what he does, he's wrong. Don't worry about the other 10, but whatever he does, he's wrong. And if Quentin can read off him correctly, I think that might be the way to do it. Maybe, okay. maybe.
1: But it was positive to see offensively when they do the hurry up runs. Mm-hmm. I charted the game last week mm-hmm. against Cincinnati. Right. Every single run was up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. This week, you know, I asked Charlie in the press conference last Tuesday, "Are there combo breakers? Is there something that you guys haven't shown yet?" And he kind of you know, didn't answer my question. Answered a different question, type of thing. But this week, we saw it. We saw there was some passes. There was an outside run. Uh, I believe they did it twice where Tyree shot out to the left, and it was a quick throw to him, and then they did an outside run. So there is variety to that play call. And Ty scored a TD off of one. He did, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to confuse the defense and get them not lined up correctly, and there's a hole, and that's what happened. And Charlie said it last week in the press conference. That's what we're trying to do, and sometimes you'll – they're not lined up right and they just fall into the tackle mm-hmm. and he he, you know he brought up an occasion against san jose state where kelvin pinckney fell into a tackle because he, they they went hurry up didn't get lined up right ball went straight to him double-edged sword on Short. that last week against cincinnati the longest run was the 11 yard touchdown run by tice this week he goes for 45 right.
0: can we live with that yeah are you okay with it so first drive of the second half was Tice for 43, Tice for two, Marquez for 28. So two runs, the second one was a hurry up run I believe. Mm-hmm. And they go, and then Quentin throws a not great pass and Marquez in man coverage, it was man coverage so he did throw it to the right guy because it was man. And just goes, I'm going to take this ball away because I'm better than you yes. and you're I'm going to the NFL and you're not, ball. Yeah, exactly. Like we're just sitting here going, now that looked very Gulf Coast offensive. The yep. one to Solomon, you yes. know, looked very. They ran a. It looked. I don't know if it, I. I called it a middle screen on Twitter, but I'm not sure if it was a screen because I'm not sure if the the lineman, you know, got back and then went forward. But there was a force field around DJ, and they threw it right to him in the middle of the field. And then on the very next play, they take a shot to Solomon, who makes a great catch.
1: Yep, uh, another. Uh, I think it was both. MVS's catch and Solomon's catch was over the same DB.
0: Yeah, because they had they had um, two guys. The one kid is like an NFL kid. Yeah, they were both over the other guy. Yep. so they were targeting the other guy. And it, it, you know, it worked twice.
1: And Point Flowers, not another great day passing the ball. Uh, Ten of 24. I was just
0: looking for that actually.
1: 127 yards, two touchdowns. And a oh my god, why did you throw that interception? Off a of foot, wasn't it? It was. It was it, off a of foot. It was it was double covered to it was uh, I think it believe it was to Mitchell Wilcox and we'll get to his tough day in a little bit. Uh
0: and it just got hit up in the air and picked off. Yeah. And then like there were a couple others where everybody's always like, Why don't we throw slants? Throw quick slants. There was a quick slant that Quentin threw in the red zone that got, oh yep, like, I mean, first of all, don't throw it. Like, just eat it or run or do something, throw it away. But he throws it and the linebacker reads it because they read Quentin pretty well and then knocks it right down. Could have been a pick, should have been a pick, maybe. Mm -hmm. So not a great day for Quentin. And for a guy that came in as a potential, we're like, let's get this guy to New York for the Heisman. His total stats this year are just not good. They're, I mean, they're legit. So, seven games, he's 89 for 172, 51.7% completion percentage mm-hmm. for 1,245 yards. In seven games, 1,245 yards passing. He's got 7.2 yards per attempt, 12 touchdowns, three picks. That's the good thing about Quentin is he does not doesn't turn the, ball. turn the ball over. And that is... You know, USF being number one in turnover differential, a lot of that goes to Quentin Flowers. So, you know, but those are not the numbers of somebody coming close to Heisman Kennedy. Last season, last season, 207 for 331, 62.5%, 8.5 yards per attempt, 7.2 this year, 8.5 last year, was a better runner and 24 and 7. Better numbers
1: straight up batter? And I, you know, I said I said this in the Slack channel. This offense is not a good bad passer offense. It's Correct. not conducive to a bad passer. And Quentin, for all of his greatness, not a good passer. Willie Taggart had some built-in
0: plays. I would say Quentin's not a traditionally precise accurate passer. It's not that he's bad cuz those deep shots he puts the ball. He finds the right guy, and he hits him deep, and that's good. And that is part of passing too. But if you're looking for a three-step drop, Bill Walsh West Coast system, plant your foot and go, is
1: no, no. That's not what he does at all. And you know, Willie had those built-in. You know, the pop plays to Rodney Adams, which counted. You know, counted as a pass, which pad stats. Right. His screens, bubble screens. You know, just simple passes to kind of get him going. And you yep. know. They started that way in the first quarter. Their first drive, he went three for three in the first quarter. A couple screens to you know the wideouts out wide, and it it kind of got some momentum. I was like, okay, we're gonna see more of this, and then that just went away, and it was deep shot, deep shot, deep shot, and then all him and Darnell Solomon do are hitches and streaks. Yes. So if you sit, if you can sit on the curl for. Probably 65 to 70% of the time, Darnell will never catch a ball because that that is all he runs.
0: But then when they go double move off the head, he's gonna score. Because they're gonna they're gonna go hitch, pump it, and go. So that's the you're doing you're doing A to set up B. And I and think that's what our fans don't really like, we're running the same play over and over and over again. You're doing it to set up the next action. And that's but I agree, this offense isn't as pure as it was. Now, they're missing, they're missing back. They're missing Rodney, and those are two guys that could really help right now.
1: Yep, and you know Marlon Mack uh, going into last week, second in the NFL in twenty-plus yard plays. Jesus, uh,
0: so. <laughs> so good. At least we knew he was good when he was it, here. Yeah. Wasn't like we were going. I don't know if this guy's gonna make it in the it, NFL or not. Like, like center Austin Ryder, <laughs> Day like he game one,
1: who, <laughs> who kind of came out of nowhere. Center Austin Ryder who was like, really, oh, he's he's an NFL talent. <laughs> All right, fair okay. enough. Let him play, I guess. We knew Mac, we knew
0: Rodney was gonna do something. Yeah. And we're not, he missed so we're not totally guys. blind to talent. Good for us. No. Good you know, good for us. Although we all I think all of us thought Andre Davis. So our friends at Tulane and our our friends at Fear the Wave Block, Sam seemed like a very nice kid. We were in a hustle after the game and I wanted to hopefully get something with him, but he uh we lost him. All the other writers, everyone we met at Tulane was super nice. But that stat crew, they were not afraid to cheer at the press box. <laughs> they were really? like, Oh come on <laughs> Well, tackle good for, four. Good for him. <laughs> just, they were like, five. well, you do football, it's like three, four guys. You got yeah. one guy call the tackle, you got one guy calling the play, like run right, you know, 32 run right, and then one guy keying it. They were not afraid to cheer. They were just like, screw it, this is New Orleans, we don't have rolls. Half of you are drunk anyways, Half of you are so. drunk. <laughs> Napoleonic code means you can cheer in the press box, I guess, I don't know but they were not That's afraid. the one thing he got right. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, the cheering in the press box thing is not, as long as you're not going, come on, guys, let's go, I don't care. It's fine. As long as you're not being a distraction. Yeah. You know, like, don't be a distraction. I don't cheer. I You see me. I get, like, quiet, you know, pretty zen.
1: Yeah, there was, uh, What I can't even remember what game it was this year, but we got... We got shouted down once. We got reminded there was no cheering in the press box,
0: but it wasn't really a cheer. It's like a
1: ooh. Do you remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't even. It was not. It was people. It was like they were, they were yelling with the people behind. Us.
1: Yeah, like they were. It was like a hit or fumble or hit, something, like, and ooh. they were like ooh, and they're like no cheering, cheering in the, the press box, box please. Like, yeah, me, this is professional setting. Professional
0: setting. Believe me, there's some there's some USF staffers that aren't afraid to cheer in the press box. Let me tell you, (laughs) it happens every once in a while too. But Tulane did not care. Just like screw it. And and you know what? I kind of loved it. I thought it was great. They weren't being jerks. They weren't being like over the top about their Mm -hmm. team. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) Yep. All (laughs) right. So
1: there were two block kicks on Saturday night. Now, if you read the blog, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to the podcast. I did a huge piece on the special teams miscues during the first three or four games of the season. I think we had like four or five block kicks, and I broke down each one and why it happened. Well, I looked at the film today before we started to look at those two block kicks, and let me tell you something. It's not great. And it's not...
0: So before we go here, I have to tell a story from Tulane. Okay. This weekend, I got to meet a lot of different people. Um, the crowd was fantastic. Connor and I are going to talk about that in a little bit here, but one of the folks that I did meet were the parents of Mitchell Wilcox, who were lovely. They are really, really nice. And I, I, when I was introduced to them, I didn't know who they were. I just said, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you." Da, 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 da. I was like, "Oh, you're Mitchell's dad." Da, 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 da. So we am talking or all that kind of stuff. They are super nice. I could not say enough nice things about them. It is fantastic that they are out on the road supporting their son, supporting this university, and we need more people like them. But we do watch the film, and go ahead, Nate, get it.
1: However, (laughs) Mitchell Wilcox is culprit number one on both blocked kicks. Yes. Now, kick number one, the extra point that would make it 14-0 USF. They two-lane lines up, seven guys on the right side, four on the left. Typical stuff, you do overload, try to get the mismatch. Well, they got the mismatch, and here's why. There's two guys out wide that Mitchell is basically responsible for. Everyone else is one-on-one. There's one guy that's one-on-two just trying to hold up the middle part of the line. Mitchell, there's two outside basically gunners, if, Mm. if that's what you want to call them.
0: And we got... So confirmed. Here, from. Yeah, we we talked to uh, a couple of people actually um, about this, and basically they want them blocked down. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is they they want him blocked, but the goal is to have the edge guy. You just want to force him just wide enough where he has, has to take an yep. extra step. Yep. And that extra step is what gives you the time with when mm-hmm. you snap the ball seven yards and time it all correctly. Yeah. That the and snap hold kick.
1: Explain what block down is. I, I'm sure a lot of fans
0: know, but. What is blocking down? You, you're try, you trying to, as a line, basically all go this way.
1: I'm oh, <laughs> doing it with hands. Perfect. <laughs> That's a great explanation. All right, <laughs> so if you were on the right side, side you, want, you to want to block go towards, towards the center. The right. See, That's what
0: we were looking for. Like you're Colin going using hand gestures, hand gestures on, a on a podcast. podcast. Are you <laughs> you want to go me? this way? <laughs> they don't pay me to describe football terms. I don't, they barely right, pay me at all. You so, want to block towards so, toward the, the center. center, and then you right, and you want to go. You can see it with your yeah, hands, yes. But you're also also generally you're aiming a little lower. You wanna, yes. You want to aim a little lower. So his goal is to get to block down. Everybody, blah blah, blah and then have the edge guy have to be forced to, to go right around. Wide.
1: Stay, you can't block kinda, down but stay big. Guys. You're accountable for two guys. Block down but stay big is what was described to yeah, us. Yes. Block down, stay big. But but he. Half blocks down, but then shoots outside to get the edge guy, and lo and behold, who blocks the kick? The guy he's really supposed to block, the guy that comes in between him and the
0: actual guy on the line, who has a better angle because he's because actually closer to the ball. To the ball. So. So. Then. That, then his
1: the field goal happens. Then the, the you know we're not I, the missed field goal. I think he was trying to hook it in. And Nadelman, he just hit it straight, didn't get the hook that he wanted. Right. Um, I can't break down kick what kickers do very well but
0: i know i played soccer that guy is supposed to block that guy and he didn't do that so i can do that i played soccer i've kicked i messed around kicking footballs uh yeah you do want to hit a draw like yeah. you, you know if you've got a natural draw like i have a natural draw when i hit a soccer ball like most right-footed people do mm-hmm. you want to like just sort of sweep in and have it bend a little Yep. Yeah, but That's he he just, he just hit it it's like in golf, straight. If, you the, if you hit the sometimes you try and hit your draw and then you just shoot it out there
1: yeah it's very similar all right, so on the 36-yard field goal attempt, it is Mitchell Wilcox again that gets turnstiles and blown up at the same time. Uh, it's basically the same setup. They have two guys that he's responsible for to block down, go around. But, again, he takes the outside guy, and the outside guy basically runs over him like he, he steamrolls him. And both guys from the outside – blocked the kick, basically. there There's no way that kick was going off.
0: Now, here's where it gets interesting. There were only 10 guys on the field for Tulane during the block. <laughs> <laughs> only 10 guys? They only had 10 guys on the field! And if you look at the tape, and
1: I did, I did seven or eight times before I said, guys, there's only 10 guys on the field. <laughs> I counted it, Anthony counted it, Colin counted yep. it. There's 10 Tulane Green
0: Wave players <laughs> on the field at the time of this block field goal. So they got, they have eleven on ten, and they still got blocked. Not great, Bob. That
1: it, there's, I believe there's a player responsible on the field to make sure there's eleven guys. In, in punt, I know it's the punter that, because like, you'll see the punter. Yeah, go, two, three, three, four, the punter. Five, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. But right? I recall from uh, my friend being on the field goal unit in high school. He was the guy responsible. You field know, goal defense. Yes, he was the guy responsible for making sure everyone. Well, they Has the accounted for, but I, that's coaching. Co- there's someone's got to notice that you only got ten on the field. That you only got ten on the field. Come on, Tulane. On
2: now, they either have the other side,
1: lunch. USF has to notice. Wait, Tulane only
0: has ten guys on the field. Maybe we should change our blocking a little. And a remember, bit. there's the launch pad too. So every sideline you'll see in college football has a launch pad, which is it's a, it's a basically it's a carpet and it's got ten dots on it. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and. It's only got 10 on it because punter makes 11, kicker makes 11. And so those guys are supposed to be on their dots so that if they call kick team, you run out there right away and you know how many guys you got. At So Tulane only had 10, still and they got, still want kick. Goodness gracious. So it it's another special teams miscue for a team that is now seven weeks into the season. First week you go, you know, at San Jose they have special teams disasters, and you go – all right okay. well you clean it up you know it's fine you're second week to your
1: uh, okay maybe and then illinois you're like okay Whoa. this is a problem here. now we have an issue We've now got we got an issue and then it doesn't crop up again it doesn't crop up for four games
0: and then week seven what's up guys i'm back yeah i'm here to ruin everything for you now what about the theory of they saw something on tape and they went well we're gonna target mitch we're going to go after him and and kick and we gotta be like we're going to
1: it could be you know. and the coaches the USF coaches should be aware of it sure that their guy their you know their stand up guys not doing the job
0: get someone else in there so i i don't know how that works i don't know who else they have in personnel because that's a weird spot because you have to you got to block two guys you got to be physical and mobile the other thing is is that if bobbled snap high snap whatever you know ball go crazy He's, you want a tight end out there because you want somebody who can catch the ball because he's going to like release downfield and he's yep. going to be the option so you're going to have your your holder rolling right you want, you want right. a fire guy that's kind of quick and it, has yeah. some hands and somebody, so you want to roll right and so Mitch is on that right side and he's just going to go out in the pattern and try and catch something and still make a play out
1: is large adult punter lefty or righty when he throws? that's a really good question because Mitch is on the right side Alcano Dillon's on the left ooh oh
0: you know what? That's a good question for presser tomorrow. Is large adult punter a lefty one? Because he had, by the way, that sixty-one yarder from him, boomer. Boom. And like literally with his heels like, you know, inches from from a safety. And, in a spot and I think it could
1: have rolled a little bit more. I think someone They touched it, up. it too soon. Yeah. They picked it up. Yeah. I think it could have rolled a little bit
0: more. He but like just a great spot and a great kick and and when Tulane was playing field position, I mean, the, the Abraham INT does not get a touchback. Yeah, which. he was
1: de- he was definitely down before the end zone. I couldn't see it, so he was he was down at the one or two yard line. Whenever they marked him, yeah.
0: that's where he was okay. down. So the refs the refs missed a few. I'm glad to hear they didn't miss that one. That op- there was an OPI. I forget who was on early in the game. Oh, uh, it was just. I mean, both guys were grabbing, but it was clearly OPI when the ball got there, and they called DPI. And I'm like, right, it's just atrocious. atrocious. And then there yeah, was another yeah. one. I saw Antoine in the slot running and it was one you wouldn't have seen on tv because it was probably about eight ten yards downfield but jersey I'm, I'm pulling nate's shirt right now literally like this handful of jersey coming all the way down the field mm-hmm. and call it so
1: yep and there was there was i guess an illegal block in the back by darnell solomon on a jet sweep good call no
0: okay i thought he got him from the side okay Like, cause that was, and that was the one where Quentin threw a block. Where we're like, yes, yes, it was a play. It was a play that was that play where Quentin cracked a guy. Like, throws that block, springs them, go, and
1: they call back on a legal block in the back, which dicey at best. Okay, but uh, D'Angelo Antoine actually had some jersey. uh, Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I was like, (laughs) well, I mean, if it wasn't gonna be that,
0: it was definitely gonna be this. Okay, but the officials were dreadful. So, they also had hot mics. Could you hear the hot mics at home? Sometimes. Okay. Because in the press box, we could, like, they would go on for a decent amount of time. And at one point, I forget the official's name. I should know this, but he's running, like, he goes, time out. And he's, like, running. He's about to go talk to his crew. And we're like, and all of us in the press box are like, this is like the third or fourth hot mic at this point. Mm -hmm. And we're all like, oh, he's going to talk to his crew, and the entire stadium's going to hear every word that he's (laughs) saying about. Everything that's happening around him and it's going to be a great moment in football history And he got there and as soon as he got there like somebody told him and he turned his mic I was like
1: damn it (laughs) The the, the facial expressions the ref was making throughout the game He was very frustrated with his crew You could visibly there was a pass interference on the far side of the field And he was trying to make the call and you could just see him just clench his jaw Because he was like what's the number? What is the number? And it took about 45 seconds for them oh, to get boy. the number. <laughs> it's, that seems to be a reoccurring theme. Special teams miscues and terrible officials.
0: Yeah, that's that's been consistent this season. Not a lot of consistency with USF football in a lot of ways, but a lot of consistency there. All right, does that wrap up Tulane? We should do uh, Connor. Where's Connor? All right, so Connor... Um, I found out at the last minute that I could make this trip. I actually really couldn't, and I did it anyway because I'm irresponsible. Um, <laughs> I just—it's gonna be fine. I just had to move some stuff around. Anyway, so you pick me up at my house. Your buddy Chris, me, mm-hmm. you—we get in the car. We drive New Orleans. So, tell me stories. What do you got?
3: It was a lot of fun. I mean, I've been to New Orleans. This is my fourth or fifth trip, but this was definitely up there. I mean, uh, we were just talking a minute ago. The drive up there was easy. We cruised there in eight, eight and a half. Yeah. uh, Breeze. At the hotel
0: by four, Mm -hmm. and in the drive-through daiquiris by five. (laughs) So this was my idea. I want to take full credit for this. I've been to New Orleans a bunch. Um, It is my like one of my favorite places in the world and but i had never done the drive-thru daiquiri before and so i had always read about them and since connor's hotel was in metairie i was down on canal with a bunch of other people but connor's was up there so since you're in metairie it's kind of the suburbs that's where they have all the drive through daiquiri shops so we got our uber driver to drive us through <laughs> <laughs> <He barely laughs> that's awesome in english too yeah oh he was great our driver was great yeah, yeah it was awesome so we go i order a raspberry Margarita, very sweet, very sweet. Delicious, but sweet. But Connor won, because he got that. What did you get? It was a mint chocolate. Mint chocolate chip. Oh my God. Yeah, that sounds delightful. It was amazing. We it like, was amazing. Like literally, you go drive through Daiquiri, it's in a white 32 ounce cup, and it's just frozen. And you go, oh, this is gonna be what I'm drinking it. It's so good. Like,
3: uh, holy mackerel. Man. So. At first, it was a, like I'm in chocolate chip milkshake, but then I started, you know, feel tasting the other ingredients and <laughs> uh, could only make it. I, don't, I think I drank more than half of it. It was delicious.
0: I, I finished mine. I don't know what you did Well, because you're an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, so. I, so I, survived, uh, I survived Skip Holtz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you <laughs> know, we, if, we I think you should the, probably uh, send
3: uh, alumni association with of uh, the, the party that they were having at the house of blues right so we, <laughs> we wa- walked in with it
0: so we walk to so the house of blues port parties in a courtyard and we just we have our go cups from the uber and like literally we're like oh we're probably gonna have to pitch these and the guy just sort of like waved at us as we walked right in with our go cups <laughs> <laughs> and we're like okay fine for us mm-hmm. um so we get in there i've seen people i haven't seen in 10 years it's packed really good atmosphere we got the DJ to say uh, somebody somebody else told the DJ to say Amari Jackson did not push off, and I, I got him to say it like over the microphone, which was great. And then I went back to the DJ and I'm like, "Put that on tape." <laughs> so I put that on tape and tweeted it out. Um, Connor, you saw like. Packed, really good event. Oh really yeah, job could barely then. get around. Yeah, they had food. Apparently, the food went away in like twenty minutes. It was like a little
3: courtyard. It was a cool little setting, um, but yeah, it was packed. And then they were telling us, um, you know, about the the tailgate uh, for the game, and
0: that was sold out. There was like four hundred people there. Yeah, I went to the ta- Yeah, I went to the tailgate for the game too. But um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Me running back and forth from the tailgate to the stadium. That was yeah. The whole thing. So then we go, we go to the volleyball game, and then everyone else. Like I had a plan, like let's all meet here, let's all go there. And kind of what happened was, is people really honest to god got so drunk at the, at the alumni event, by at, at, which was from five to seven. And by the way, at seven o one, everybody got. There was no lingering. They cleared that courtyard like it was a stadium <laughs> after the final whistle. Man, they're just like everybody out. So everybody had such a good time that they really just had a few too many beverages. So Connor, me, uh, my buddy Matt, who else was with us? We saw Joey Knight when we got there. Yeah, we did. Mike, Mike and John were there, a couple other guys. But we go, we watch the volleyball team. We show up late because the Uber took forever to get down where we were from the House of Blues. I'm still... We're feeling pretty good at this point. I think it's fair to say <laughs> we had a few. Uh, Colin made his presence known in that very small
3: gym. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I get to the gym. I have a few. I walk in. Like I think we. Had, I think we saw like the very end of the first set. Like and we won. And then we got there. Nights there. A uh, few other people. That gym. Like, can you imagine? I've been there for basketball, Connor. Can you imagine? Like to go to the game, you actually walk across the floor to get to your seat.
3: Uh, yeah, I can't imagine playing basketball in there. Yeah, it's Our great.
0: Art law is nice, but... Oh, ew. it's perfect. Um, and, of course, it's in, like, Tulane's campus, which is all pretty and beautiful, like, I said, so, so we go, they win. At one point, the ball falls to me, Oh, can I please tell this story? Okay, go ahead.
3: <laughs> 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 we're sitting, At this point, we moved right behind, you know. Yeah, after the break, we moved to the behind the bench. Right behind US the bench. bench. US so US first, bench. we're behind the bench. And a ball comes, a volleyball comes flying to the stands. No Colin grabs it. No big deal. Nobody's... Nobody's asking for
0: it or anything, so he sits with it for like a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I sat for it for one point because a, yeah, a point. Okay. So I wait because I'm used to the ball kids. Like as soon as a ball comes in the stands at a volleyball game, you just hand the ball to the ball kid. Right,
3: but nobody was asking or nobody was even looking. There the were ball. no ball kids. <laughs> exactly. So you, you know, the ball boy. I, nah. It gets back. <laughs> the team goes back out there, and Courtney Draper, the head coach of the volleyball team, uh, she's standing out she's yelling to one of the players <laughs> Calling, he chucks the ball and hits her square in the head, <laughs> <laughs> in the head. <laughs> she never saw it coming just totally <laughs> i mean oh uh, poor courtney message. Direct headshot. I, yeah, I had I, no idea who it was at the time until after the game. And she said, uh, you know, who was that? Who was who who that? Explicit
0: that of that, <laughs> uh, that, uh, <laughs> that hit the, me in the head with the ball. <laughs> me the and with that, the would, ball. that would be me. Uh, so, yeah, so she was like, you know, I volleyball, like our girl was going back to serve. I don't know who this or And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to lob it to the back corner. So that way. I will know the ball went to the right spot. And I'm not going to, like, you know, because you get three balls in a match and you have to use them. So I'm going to lob it. And as I go to lob it, one, I've had a few. And two, Courtney (laughs) just starts, she just walks right in my line. Just walks like a golfer, like just steps right (laughs) on your (laughs) butt and walks right in. And put your head like. And so I do the thing where I just instantly get really quiet and just like sit there and whatever. I know one of the players saw it. Because I looked over, and they were all, and Clara was, like, laughing. I I know she saw it, which was pretty funny. But, yeah, I felt terrible. And then after the match, she's like, who hit me with that? I was like, yeah, that was me.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, Colin. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That sounds pretty bad. So then we left there. We went to a bar called Cure, and it was, like, too dark and whatever. So we were late anyway. So we are like, all right, we left there. And then we went to St. Lawrence, had beverages there came out with a couple of USF staffers who shall remain nameless, Connor, because we don't want to get anybody in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they were out. Did you say Dat Dog? We went there, didn't we, before? Oh, we went to Dat Dog. We went to yeah. dat, which That was good. Yeah, really good. Like, um, gourmet high-end hot dogs, mm. cheese fries. Oh, very delicious. nice. Very, very good. Crawfish hot dog, crawfish. delicious. Oh. You had the crawfish? Crawfish hot dog. Mm, with Ugh. cheese fries. Yeah. Cheese fries are good. Like, definitely a quality place. Like, you can tell... If you're in a – like that is a quality if you've been out having beverages all day. If you've gone through the drive-thru with the Uber more than once and you need something to eat, that dog is – that is quality. Colin, p- are you perfect. saying that you
1: went through the, the drive-thru twice with the Uber on, on
0: Friday now, night? No, just one time. Just, just one. No. one. Just once. One. Plenty. I had never done it before. I'd been to New Orleans. I've tried every kind of cocktail in New Orleans multiple times, but I had never actually done the drive-thru. I was so excited. So um, – we did that. We were out. Where do we go from there? Do we just... Oh, that's right. And we went to we went to Power O'Brien's like a bunch of tourists for like a little bit, and then we left. So, yeah, it was uh, like we were going to go somewhere else. Out of control. We with could the Construction. Cell phone coverage was really bad. Like everybody was just hammered. Everybody got so hammered so early that like they just got too drunk, and everybody went back yeah. to their rooms. And th- the thing about New Orleans is, is if you're staying anywhere, it's all walkable. So people just get absolutely smashed and then wander back to their hotel rooms and then they all text me at like four o'clock in the morning, just saw this, LOL. You know what I mean, or <laughs> <laughs> Just want me to meet you back out there. Right, and so that's just kind of how New Orleans is. So that, trying to get people all on the same page was an absolute disaster and that was, you know, because the Alumni Association did such a good job, that's why we did a bad job. So good job on that. Saturday before the game, I went to Koshan Butcher with uh, Connor. Connor and I were separated now because he's in Mattery. I go to Koshan Butcher for lunch, which is, like, one of my favorite restaurants in the world. It's, fantastic. it's a sandwich joint. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I got to go with a few friends. Connor, where'd you go? What would you guys do?
3: Saturday, we went to this awesome sports bar, Cooter Browns, right by Tulane. And the whole place was a um, bunch of USF guys, and we were all watching the UCF Navy game. But, like, it was an oyster bar, and... Sports bar mix, tons of TVs, it was really cool. I'm trying to think where we went before, we went somewhere before that. Uh, but then yeah, then we just walked over to the game. It was like a five minute walk, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so, I actually I didn't even see Connor just till right before kickoff. And mm-hmm. then um, I got, we got over to campus at like 3, 3.30 for the, for the USF homecoming thing. I just wanted to take pictures. I actually went there, then went back to the stadium, dropped off my bag and everything, then went back to the tailgate homecoming thing. There has been some consternation in the past about the USF homecoming, um, or not homecoming, but alumni association events at travel games and all that kind of stuff and whether or not it's worth it and blah, 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 blah. They freaking crushed it. The two that I've been to this year, San Jose and New Orleans, they did a fantastic job. I think tickets were 20 bucks. It came with all the food. It was cash bar but it's, it comes with all your food. They bring the entertainment. They've got a tent out there if God forbid the weather turns, DJ, whole thing. They give you a t-shirt, you get, everybody got t-shirts. Just they've really stepped up on those events for road games. And so I wanna give them a hell of a lot of credit because that has been a point of contention for a lot of USF fans that travel is that the Alumni Association events were overpriced. They weren't that good. People didn't wanna be there. People were just all going out and doing their own thing. And I totally understand why, but f- for the two that I went to this year, just a hell of a hell of a job. And so if you were on the fence or if you were one of those people like me who didn't go to those events because you thought they were stupid, go back because they've done a really great job of cleaning it up and getting it right. So um, I saw people at that tailgate I haven't seen in forever in a day. It was a really nice mix of like generations and and You know, Bulls fans from all over. It wasn't just Tampa people either. Like, people were coming from all over the South. People came from, you know, everywhere. Ryan came from Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, people were just Mm -hmm. coming from all over the place to go to that game. Really, really good job. All week, everywhere we went, French Quarter, Fiat shirt, go Bulls. You know, people in USF stuff all over the place. So great. Like, USF finally went to a road game and, like, invaded for the first time in a long time. It was really fun. Yeah, really good job. So we go to the game. Connor, is that the worst press box you've ever been in? Uh, not even close. What? Horrendous. That was the worst one. As oh, a, that's yeah, not yeah, it close. was the worst. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, and I wasn't feeling great. And let's just say there was a eight per- – the, the line to the bathroom was eight people deep. It was a one oh. – maybe TMI, but it, it was uh, – <laughs> I wasn't feeling great. And that wasn't the best place for uh, – <laughs> I mean, it was a one person, and was, the line was out the door, out the literally out the door of the press box because that's how small it is. So, um, but yeah. yeah, it was horrible. It was cramped. We uh, there was
0: I didn't see a, a replay TV. Did you? Uh, yeah, there was one. There were there was a replay TV. It was. It was weird. We were it was sitting like, next to each other. Mm-hmm. Colin and I were not. Yeah, it was like there was an in-house feed. Yeah, we weren't sitting next to each other. Connor had to like squat because they did, I guess they didn't have a spot for him. Um, yeah, it was they, awful. Like, they like we you see the outside of the stadium. and go, wow, this is really like the perfect size for USF and all that stuff. But all those little amenity type things, a USF stadium is going to have to learn from things like that, literally the press box. Your your back is retreat you can't move once you sit down because then you're going to be banging into every single person until you get out there it was crazy like so really i don't know if they it did it on one the of cheap. the closest i've seen to the field though i'll
3: give them yeah. that
0: i mean it was right there yeah closest i've been i think the it's the closest i've been the close the second would be uh, syracuse is kind of like that too where you're like on that lower level which is it's nice for when you're watching the game that's for sure so then we leave there we meet up with Ryan, we finally get our stuff done, we do our videos, Then we meet, at, we meet at Ryan at a place called Lucy's and his friends, which was, that's a great bar. Like, if you just mm-hmm. wanna go pound a few, like, and stand on a balcony, and you not be in the French Quarter necessarily, fantastic bar. A lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. I did Not by us, mind you. <laughs> no. No. I'm old. I can't do that. You'll anymore. sing. You'll sing at a karaoke
1: bar, but yes. you won't dance. Whoa, we need to do T.S. karaoke.
0: You, sir, need to be remember, reminded that there is a version of oh. Baby Got Back, right? No. I'm classier than that. <laughs> it was Thong Song. Oh, it was a Thong Song. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> When we were in Birmingham, a, I still have the video. I still have your video, so yeah. don't tempt me, buddy. <laughs> we got each other's. <laughs> oh, but mine, at least I'm with cool people when I do mine. I'm not standing on stage alone doing it. Yeah, you I have the, the confidence
1: hands. to sing
0: <laughs> the thong song. Cisco's The Thong Song and absolutely crush it. <laughs> Whereas I was there with uh, two friends of ours yes. on stage that... Uh, yeah, good times. So yeah, Lucy's was fun. That's just it. Seemed to me like, wow, this would be a really great bar if you just wanted to get out of places and like go do New Orleans things in a non-New Orleans place. Did Ryan dance? Oh he, yeah. Well, he brought one of his female friends, so he had somebody to dance with. Oh. Uh, so they were. Which, by the way, her female—that was her first ever college football game. Ever. Yeah. Well, like Emory grad.
3: Emory grad. Well. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yep. She's
3: from California though, and I was like, she's like, we don't have college football there. I was like, oh yeah, you do, but okay. You do. You might not know, but you <laughs> do. So, um, like where do you have to be in California to be like, I
1: nah, we don't have college football. Uh, anywhere
0: <laughs> inland, anywhere inland, literally anywhere, not on the coast. Yeah. Anyway. So we did that. And then yesterday, or you, I guess I went, oh, we got pizza afterwards. And then we came back, We went back to the hotel. And then yesterday morning we met at Mother's, like a bunch of tourists. Uh, yeah. for lunch. You guys ate Mother's. I, I'd been there before and I got there late so I didn't eat. Um, but it's delicious though. It's good. Oh yeah. Can barely get in. So yeah. Line's out the li-
3: door. Line is down the side- sidewalk. Yeah. Um, they, only, they let like big groups of people in at, at one
0: time. Um, but geez, after that drive, ooh. So then, we start driving back. And I'll let you tell the story from here, Connor, because you were the one who had to suffer through it. I basically slept in the back of the car like a jerk. Oh, we saw... <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I put that picture in the Slack channel, but it was—I mean, it was like driving through the remnants of a hurricane. It was just the, what was that? What's that small city right outside Louisiana? The first city you get to—Mobile? Uh, no, it's in Louis- that We stopped there at the Purple Cow or whatever it was.
0: Oh yeah. Siddell, Siddell? Slidell. 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 Yeah. <laughs> From
3: there to <laughs> oh, God, past Tallahassee, no break in the rain, none. I and mean, we're talking drive-by. five hours of straight pouring down rain. We saw multiple accidents, ugh, awful. Mobile, Alabama took us an hour to get through that stupid tunnel. And, oh, I mean, it was, it was brutal.
0: Yeah. Stop and, and go the and, whole time. And God bless Connor for doing it. Cause like, that was, you know, craziness. I, 1230, we got home. Something like it? that, something absolutely ridiculous. Like insane that it took that long. We had, mm-hmm. we then we had to loop around in Gainesville because oh, they had the, no. the the road cut off in Gainesville, so it was just terrible. Just the worst, like, drive back out. But we did stop at Whataburger, which is Nate's favorite place in the world. I'm flicking calling off right now. All right? And so we took pictures of the Whataburger and Listen, <laughs> sent them to Nate. the
1: last time, I, like, so we went to Birmingham. We got Whataburger. We yeah. did the Facebook Live from Whataburger. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was still pretty hungover at, like, 11 o'clock at night after the night before in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I went to Tallahassee for the hurricane and they have like four Whataburgers that were right by my girlfriend's sister's apartment complex. Okay. Every single one was closed. That
0: that's cruel.
1: That's just cruel. Every single one. And we're like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Brutal. So, at, I hope Atlanta or wherever we
0: go, I'm not going I don't think I'm going back to Birmingham if we go. Oh, I'm not... Um, I can't do it. I said, you know, I said the first time after we <laughs> after we went there and we beat Skip in, like, 2006 or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm never coming back here. What did I do last year? I went back like an idiot. <laughs> like, I know better. Well, then, you know, 10 years later, maybe it's better. It's, it's not. No, it's not. It still stinks. So, don't go to Birmingham. They're trying. Birmingham. We're trying. That should be on the logo. <laughs> Birmingham. That should be the license plate. We're trying. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. City slogan. Um, so, yeah, so... Like really good times. Every, I think all the Bulls fans that went had a great, you know, a great go of it. There are stories that probably aren't podcast appropriate, probably involving not. friends of ours and things along, you know. But I, I think it gives you a sense of that, you know. God, it sucks they're not in our division. When before yeah. they announced the divisions, I was so fired up because I was like, oh well, of course they're going to put Tulane in our division. They're, except for UCF, they're the closest school. Like, why would mm-hmm. they not do that? And then. Navy wanted to play in the West and then that screwed up the balance of everything else and then yada 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 and it's like come on wait what it would have gone North South if they had gone North South it would have made oh outdoors. that would have be been nice right North Houston
1: SMU Tulsa
2: we're on the West Coast of Florida right it's also not I mean it. just from a practical standpoint if you think USF and UCF are going to be competitive you don't want you'd love for them to be both in the championship game yeah correct
1: Um, yeah that'd be
0: nice I know it just sucks oh well I mean, it's, it, but it shows, and that's, by the way, the thing is, is assuming USF football is continuing to be competitive four years from now, everybody that won will go back. And that's how you build these yep. things. You build the traditions. You go you go to a good road game consistently. You draw well. Everybody has a great time, and you do it again and again and again and again. And so I think USF definitely built something this weekend. And Absolutely. I was glad to be a part of it. And um I've rehydrated and I feel a lot better. Good job, buddy. You don't look like... Don't look any worse for wear, do I? No. I look good. You still look old. I'm I'm still old. (laughs) Still quite old. So...
1: All right, Connor. Thank you very much for calling in and sharing your experience uh, with Colin on the road. I know... I've been scarred for it, so <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I have. Uh,
3: thanks for letting it. me share. it was a really fun trip, and the fans it was really cool to see. I compared it. I told Colin. it was like uh, as far as when in the stadium, it was FSU 2009. I mean the entire press box side of the stadium was just all USF. It was really cool.
0: But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And the fan and you could hear it like I mean, I think the the house mics from what I could tell from people who were watching on TV. It was, I mean, it was yeah, 50, you could 50, definitely hear it. 50-50 crowd, you know. Maybe, for maybe sure. even a little more USF, mm-hmm. like just some
1: noise. And like, like you know, our marketing push paid off for Cincy, and then Tulane—they went all out for this game. Hey, guess and what?
0: Don't lose, don't lose to, uh, don't lose to Budge. Yeah, pause right, up, probably baby. We heard him. You get paused up. How, how many seats did they lose? Because pause up got them. Six thousand, maybe. No. They announced eighteen. I will take the under. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right. See
1: you guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to your Twitter and Facebook questions. A lot of people ask questions, so hopefully we can give you decent enough answers because, you know, sometimes we're kind of bad at our jobs. Kind of. Kind of. My goodness. All right. Let's start off on Twitter from T. Hay at D. Titch, 16. Okay. If USF undefeated goes into the 10th stadium and beats an undefeated Central Florida team on their turf,
0: how crushed would CDOT be? I mean, they'll be as devastated as we are. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to... It's Shitty gonna question, s- move next. There is no... Losing hurts worse than winning feels good. Yep. Uh, that game is going to be w- the worst day, one of the worst days in program history for the loser. Like no mm-hmm. question, it's a top five worst day in program history for whoever loses that game. For the winner, and I have a whole thing about um, C.Dot's quote four conference titles end quote, which is the number I question. But we'll we'll discuss that later. Uh, I yeah, it's gonna if both teams go into that game undefeated. The the consequences are almost too big. It's almost too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad.
1: Alright, uh this is from Paul Coley at Paul Coley. Mm-hmm. Houston has underperformed what happened. And then he, there's a two parter. So do you want to answer this part first?
0: And they turn the ball over a lot.
1: Yeah, Potsma turns the ball over. Postma. Why do Pot- you keep him postma? Postma. Postma? Yeah, I think it's postma. Postma. It's postma. postma. Yeah. Postma. Yeah.
0: Okay. The postma always rings twice. When he threw the touch when he threw the two INTs <laughs> I put on Twitter. The postma always rings twice because I was fought.
1: That's good. That's good Good for you. Wasn't good for him. Wasn't good for
0: him. (laughs) So, just underperforming
1: offense. And, you know, we'll get to that in the other podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. There's two podcasts. Oh, there's two podcasts. All right. Also, how did poor performing two lane pass offense find so much success, success against a USF defense?
0: Guys like Javon Thomas, Thomas getting trucked on runs where he's got the guy wrapped up and the guy just bounced off him and goes. Yeah, and by the way, I, Hill, and give Hilliard credit. credit. guy's stud. Like, yep.
1: Stud. So, I think it's missed assignments were a big part of it. You know, they had the quick slant that went for you know 73 yards. Two missed tackles. Yep. Yeah, uh, they had the
0: rollout right. Uh, where wheel Bench route. cuts it back and then does 900 things and then they call it back. For yeah,
1: the but the, the Hilliard touchdown catch on the wheel route. Mm-hmm. Nico Saltel blows his assignment. He Ugh. jogs after Hilliard. He he gets completely faked out by the rule right, and that's what happens. You know, Banks was he was you know nine of nineteen for 221 yards, 73 came on one play. There was a, a 38 yarder. So I mean that's more than almost half your passing total on two passes. So what it was bad. Could have been worse. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it could. I mean it wasn't. They 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 won, they won. They haven't lost in 367 days. They have the nation's longest winning streak. But process.
2: It felt like it might be unrelated because Tulane is a true triple option, but it definitely reminded me of Navy last year, where it seemed like all of a sudden they go pass happy because they're so far behind, and your game plan doesn't really dictate for that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this staff that would have happened. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Rim Woody would
1: never. He didn't adjust. Yeah, and I think Coach BJ can adjust and he got the stops when they needed them and during the AAC teleconference today Charlie Strong was asked about the tackling in the fourth quarter and was it because the players were tired and is that concerning and this was his quote quote that's not a concern at all they're not tired you just go make the tackle it had nothing to do with being
0: tired end quote all right so it's not conditioning he says it's not conditioning I this team seems in fine shape to me I think they've just got I think they were just mentally tired and like just sort of checked out mm-hmm. mentally much more than physically. I don't think physically that's the issue. I think this was a, a mental, hey guys, we got this. And remember, we also I say this like it feels like I'm saying this every week right now. We're dealing with eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. Okay? These are not professional athletes that are, you know, these are kids. They have dates, they have classes, they have pizza runs they're worried about they have you know they're they're all in on what's the hip new show for the kids these days what what are they all on Man, I'd like to watch uh, Big Mouth Big Mouth Um, yeah
1: uh, I saw Tyree McCants watches that show oh really yeah it's hilarious I haven't seen Nick Kroll oh okay uh, John Mulaney it's on Netflix it binge watched oh it's animated yes yeah I haven't seen oh It is. It's so funny. Not family friendly. Do not watch it with your kids. <laughs> Even though it's animated. Oh, dear Lord. It. Oh, South Park is G-rated compared to this one, honestly.
2: Whew. I was going to say Rick and Morty, but, you know, I guess some kids may or may not. There we go. Oh. All right. Oh, Rick and Morty. That was why. the
0: one I was trying to think of, I think. I That's the why. one with the, the Szechuan sauce.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, All right. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Either. So this next question is from Bradley Baldis at Ocala Bowl. Mm-hmm. Each week, something doesn't click, more notably offense and special teams. In your opinions,
0: what's holding the USF back from putting it all together? That is the $64,000 question. I don't know if we have an answer. I think hopefully. Here's the thing. I don't want them peaking right now either. I don't want them playing their best football right now. I'd rather they be playing their best football in a month. But when you peak i don't know how much of that's in the control of your team and everything
1: yeah like i would say what's holding them back
0: uh, coaching I really believe that coaching okay
1: special teams 100 special teams i agree 100 all special like all teams, of those yeah. blocks i mean they're they're mental miscues
0: that the coaching staff should know already to fix it special teams for sure do you, i you're probably more on the sterling gilbert holds a ton of accountability here than I am. I'm more willing to lay off some of this blame at other feet as well. Yeah. I'm on execution, on losing Mack and Adams. I mean,
1: doesn't execution come down to coach? I mean, everything basically comes down to coaching nine For,
0: times out of ten. Most of the, yeah, you know what? I've always been of the opinion that in college sports you hold the coaches accountable. That's the number one. Like, they're the ones who get paid. You know, they rec- now it's a little different in this case because they didn't recruit the players. Yeah,
1: but. I, I'm not talking about for Sterling play calling because there's clearly two different playbooks. Yes, as you, we can tell from Tyce's 30-yard run at the end of the game, where we needed it, and you know the middle part of the third quarter, the, the early between
0: the 20s, quarter. with a two-touchdown league playbook.
1: There's there's they complete difference, yeah. you know, and I think he has a good plays. I think he holds them back more than he probably should that he's t- It seems like he's, you know, looking forward possibly to
0: his next job so he doesn't want to put all of his great plays no, on phone. I, No, I don't No, I just there I disagree. I don't think he's holding back plays for for his future career. Or
1: he's already thinking about like he's he probably he's, you know, 7 and 0 one
0: foot out the door. I I I don't think it's that. I think it's more 7 and 0 we're better than all of these teams. The season's basically a glorified exhibition until the last game of the year. So if he's holding something back, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's holding something back for this specific team to use later, not his next job.
2: Here's what? a flip question I have. Mm-hmm. I always, I, I kind of feel like it's the opposite. If you're slinging all around, pulling all the stops, 100% of the time like how Taggart did last year, Scott mm-hmm. Frost. That's more of an audition, because you're trying to say hey, this is what I can do. If right. you feel like in yeah. this world, so I guess I'll ask, and I know this is gonna be a redundant question. Let's say it's a, it's a switch. You have all of these gimmick plays that you can pull out. You don't show anything until CDOT. Mm-hmm. You pull out a play that you know, goes 80 yards for a touchdown on, a th- on something that Shenander, their defensive coordinator, did not see on film. Was it worth all of what's going on right now to say, hey, we won that game because of a play that didn't work, yes. that nobody saw? Yes. Or would you rather have wide open, destroy everybody, but just like Temple last year, when you show everything on film, the defensive coordinators can stop you? I guess that's the question.
0: I think it's worth it to save it for the big moment, especially this season. There would be other seasons where I'd say, just, you know, play, do you, do what you do, be yourselves, blah, blah, blah. But if, you, if there was ever a season in the history of college football where you would sandbag It is this season. Fair?
2: Yep. Okay. I guess it's assuming. Are are they thinking that macro? Or are we just trying to make excuses?
0: Charlie Strong's been head coach for a long time. He's been in this business a long time. If anybody's going to think macro, he'd be the guy to think macro. So, we'll see. And that's the thing is, it is entirely possible that we play that game, lose, this coaching staff never coaches another game at USF, or at least Charlie doesn't. The assistants would likely hang around and mm-hmm. probably coach, you know, any bowl game or whatever. But it, that's not in. Uh, that's not a crazy scenario. So we're all just sort of guessing here until the bright lights, until it really matters, because it hasn't mattered yet. All right, what else you got? <laughs> this is from Patrick Zarita. Seemed admin was on board for homecoming. Is there a culture change? Or will next season repeat sins of past? Ask TDS sidebar. Is Harlan gone soon? Admin seemed to be on board for last week. I, I mean, prove it. This is this is prove it week. Yep. Are you in? Are you in or are you out? You know, you put thirty-eight thousand butts and seats for homecoming. I, I'm not saying you got to do thirty-eight again, but I want thirty-something. Yep. I want I want a decent number. I want people bought into this program. You are seven and zero. Oh. You have you have not lost a game in a year. That's crazy. This is USF. That's not supposed to happen. There is no reason and no excuse. And you know, this is proof it week. Has the culture changed? It did for a day. But if you're going to change it for a program, I wa- look planes train. I, you, know, you had plane last time. Get a train this time whatever you get automobiles <laughs> CSX just do whatever dude, CSX, all you graffiti the <laughs> trains just to get just graffiti uh, USF logo and game time and everything right down campus I, you know there's those big events downtown the, you know, the last weekend they'll deal the Friday mayor's food truck rally mm-hmm. get some damn cheerleaders out there get some players out there I don't care what it takes full blown pitch like you are really good this team deserves it if you're trying to change a culture, it starts from the top, it starts, the accountability starts at the top of the university. It would almost be like, let's say some member of the TDS staff worked for a university department that was having, I don't know, some sort of event during the football game this weekend. Yep. Really? College of Arts? Little Shop of Horrors? Really? During the football game?
2: What? No
0: <laughs> Super bright red right now. Super bright red. Oh He's so man, mad. Oh, he, man.
1: He, he can't say a word.
0: But that to Anthony, you're you not know, the only problem. You have earphones on, but your your muff's this one. Okay, it's not Anthony's fault. Obviously, he dies, believes green dies football like the rest of us. But the fact that the university allows that to happen, look. You can have a musical, you know, whenever, move the days around, move the times around. I understand it's difficult when, when ESPN doesn't give you the game time. I understand that makes things more of a challenge, especially in the middle of the day, four o'clock, you know, it's gonna be a 3.45 kick. That can be challenging for other things to schedule. Just block their seven home games. Block them out. Top down, from the university, top down. Take those seven games and and make them a priority. It, it has to be. You're not going to change a culture until that happens. Not at all. So we'll see. This is Prove It Week. It, not
1: even just to the administration. It's Prove It to the fans that came out regardless. Yeah. You If you guys want this program to be Florida State or Florida that you guys keep comparing it to, even though you don't say it publicly or you say it out loud, in your mind you're like, well, they're not Florida State. They're not Florida.
0: Why? Yeah, why am beat I both of them right now.
1: Why, why would I show up? Why am I doing this? Why am I spending my time here? It's because it's a better product right now.
0: Come out. Represent. Show love. Be there. Thank you for listening to the Illuminati podcast. We got two, two, two episodes up this week. Uh, we'll do a little bit more if we can. But thank you for reading. And this has been, like, look, man, this has been a fun season. It's been a fun season, yet we're nauseous. So let's keep, let's keep the fun slash nausea going. One more week. Oops, hope see everybody at RJ on Saturday. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.